Bishop Dr. Michael Hutton Wood, the Senior Pastor of House of Judah, UK, the Happy Church, presents six dynamic life-changing books that will catapult you to higher heights and titles. Success has no uncles. Twelve answers to avoid at all costs in leadership, ministry, and management. You have only one life. Make it count. Understanding and releasing the power of first fruit offerings and types. Invoking the incredible power of altars and sacrifices. Forgive, but don't forget. Success is self-determined. Success consists of little daily efforts. And failure consists of little daily neglects. Daniel said, I understood by books. No matter what life throws at you, stay focused and keep moving through relevant and current information. These books are definitely a must for your library. Order your copies today by calling or visiting our website www.housejitter.org.uk or using the information on your screen. Put your hands together for the Lord, amen. If you know God has been good to you, put your hands together for the Lord, amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the house of God. Amen. Praise God. It's a, it's a privilege and an honor to be able to stand here and, and speak to my fellow brothers and sisters. Amen. Bishop, God bless you. Thank you for believing in me. That, that word belief is going to come up a lot today. Amen. And I stand here as a product of God, but also wholeheartedly, undoubted, undoubtedly, and unashamed to say that I am a son of the great Bishop Michael Hutton Wood. Amen. 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 I've watched, I've watched this man go through hell and high water, and yet he has continued to always be a pillar of strength. Not just for his wife or his children, but for every single person he encounters. And I pray that I can continue to follow in his footsteps and be greater, greater than him. Amen. Now, now I, know, I know we're not sure about clapping for that one. It's like, oh gosh, should you really be standing in his altar and saying you want to be greater than him? But last time I checked, he wants his son and those who follow after him to be greater and do more. So if I stand here and say less, I failed. So my target bishop is to be greater than my father and all glory will go unto God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we begin with our roadmap to restoration. Amen. Bishop started us off down the road last week. It was a powerful message, and I encourage us all to please watch it back on Facebook, amen, and be blessed consistently, and share, 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 both in the house and also online, amen. Mama B mentioned during praise and worship, powerful time of praise and worship, that he knows. He knows. God knows all we need. God knows every single area that we need restoration in, amen. And we will take everything that is due us, owed us, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I'm gonna need I'm gonna need you guys to be excited with me today, amen. Because as um, Bishop gave me the notes and I was going through the notes, 
I was sitting down, and normally when I teach, I'm, I'm quite calm. I'm quite calm, I'm quite reserved, you know. Not today, Joe. Not today. I was going through the stuff, and I was just, I was getting, ooh. Oh, this is, oh, this is what Bishop's been enjoying. He's going through the Word, and it's just, you know, his body starts moving, the anointing starts flowing. I was sitting down, you know, God gave me something to add it, so I wrote it down. And I looked at my wife, and she was looking at me like, are you okay? I said, yeah, yeah. Something happened. I said, no, 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 I'm excited. I'm excited. I, I, can feel, I can feel the anointing. I can feel the bishop's anointing resting upon me and moving within me. Amen. So, bishop, I, I shall stick to time. I shall stick to time by his grace. Amen. 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 Okay, number one, straight down to business. Remember and never forget this fact. Restoration is possible because with God, all things are possible. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, we know we've, we've quoted the scripture time and time again that, yeah, through God, with God, all things are possible. Amen. But quoting a scripture, saying a scripture, and believing a scripture are not the same thing. So this day, what I'm going to encourage each and every one of us to do is let us believe the words that we are confessing each and every day. Amen. Not just now, not just in the house of God, but when we leave these doors and we are going about our day-to-day lives, we must believe that with God, all things are possible. Hallelujah. Amen. In Mark chapter 10, verse 27, Mark 10, verses 27, it reads, And Jesus, looking upon them, said, With men it is impossible, but not with God. For with God, all things are possible. Can you repeat after me? For with God, all things are possible. With God, all things are possible. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Um, as I was, I was going through the notes, God spoke to me and he gave me a word which I wrote down, amen. Now, now like Bishop and Mama B, I'm very, I'm very careful and cautious not to say that God spoke to me or gave me a word if he didn't give it to me, amen. So what he said was, restoration can come in many forms because with God, all things are possible. So the word of encouragement for us right now is let us not limit God by just expecting restoration in one area. Because we all have that specific area that we're like, God, I need restoration in this area. And all our eggs go into that basket. It's like, God, restore me here. Restore me here. And God is like, hold on, hold on. I want to start, I want to start with this one. God's like, no, 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 no. But this, God, this one, this is, this is the big one. This is the, this is the one I need right now. And once you give me this one, then we can talk about those ones. But God is sitting there saying, oh, you're not aware that those are the ones you need restoration in first. Praise God. Praise God. We have begun, Bishop. We have begun. Amen. Let us not limit God by expecting restoration in just one area or in one form. Sometimes we think, okay, God, I've lost 100 pounds here. I gave it to someone. They haven't given it back. Lord, I need, rest- I need that 100 pounds restored. That's all I need. God is saying, I've got 200 pounds for you here. God, this is the one I know. And this is the one that's grieved me, so this is the one I want. And God is saying, do not limit me. I will restore all, all that you have lost. Amen. So let us believe God for restoration in every area of our lives and in the ways that we cannot comprehend. There are ways that God wants to restore unto us and bless us that will blow our minds. That our, we, we can't comprehend. 
we cannot comprehend. So we must just believe and let God be God in our lives. Amen. And let him restore unto us beyond our comprehension. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So number one, restoration is possible because with God, all things are possible. Amen. Number two, all things are possible to those who believe that restoration is possible. Amen. There are certain areas in life that it seems that it will be impossible for God to restore. Which is why, number one, you have to, you have to take, take these notes and run with them. Because if you believe that with God all things are possible, then you know all restoration is possible. Hallelujah. In Mark 9, verse 23. Mark chapter 9. Verses 23. And Jesus said to him, If you can believe, all things are possible for the one who believes. Amen. If you can believe, then all things are possible for the one who believes. Hallelujah. So it's, impossible, it's important for us to believe that restoration is possible through Christ Jesus. Now, even though all things are possible with God, we have to believe. We must believe that with God things are possible. Why? John chapter 1 verse 12. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. As many as received him and believed him, to them he gave power. Amen. So if we don't believe, then we cannot receive. If we do not receive, we cannot then have the power of God to become sons of God. So when we believe, just believe. Only believe. Don't hesitate. Don't doubt. Just believe. Hallelujah. I'm going to expand on that point more as we continue. Number three. Please write this down. It is to everyone according to their faith. It is to everyone according to their faith or their belief system. You will always have what you say. And you will always have what you believe. Amen. So if we shout out that restoration is possible, you will have it. Amen. Can we shout out restoration is possible? Now, my question is, as we said it then, did you believe? Or did you just say it because I said you should say it? There are times when Bishop has said something and I'm sitting down and he says, say amen three times. I'll say amen. I'll say amen, and I'll say amen. And God checked me one time. He checked me one time and said, Michael, did you say amen three times because you wanted to be in your life? Or did you say amen three times because Bishop said, say amen, say amen, say amen. And I had to look at myself and said, wow. Because at that, in, at that time, in that occasion, I said it because we were told to say it. And God said, so you didn't believe. You just said. That's step one. Saying is step one. Believe what you say. Believe what the man of God says. Every word that comes out of our bishop's mouth is life and breath. And if you take it, you will thrive, you will prosper, you will grow, your life will change. Just believe. Just believe, amen. Our belief system is what determines the progress we make in life. 
If you believe that the people in your life are always going to hurt you, oh yeah, guess what now? They will hurt you now and then and again and again. Bishop, again. Again. Amen. It's not proper, but Bishop knows. Amen. And again. They will be against you and hurt you again. Praise God. That's it. Your belief system. If you do not believe your man of God, if you do not believe the word of God, how can it then work for you? It cannot. So I encourage us all, take the word of God. Believe it with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might, in the mighty name of Jesus. The Bible says in Hebrews 11 verse 6, a very popular scripture in the kingdom, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Amen? He rewards those that seek him. Now, I want us to take this in for a moment. You might not be able to write this one down, but I need you to listen to this. Life is about growth and making choices. Amen? We can choose to be joyful. We can choose to be happy. We can choose to be productive. We can choose to believe the word of God. Now, I encourage us all this day, let us choose to focus on the goodness of God rather than the badness of the enemy. Let us choose to focus on the goodness of God rather than the badness or the wickedness that is in the world. Amen. We must choose to remember all God has done and continues to do for us in order to believe in him and believe that restoration is possible. Bishop, you've spoken about um, the sin of forgetfulness. And a lot of times, I believe, looking at myself as an example, any time where I, I, I don't feel joyful, um, my mind is focused on things that are not productive, things that are not of God, and therefore I cannot be blessed in those moments, it has been because at that moment I've forgotten all that God has done for me. And the truth of the matter is, quoting Faith CCO, a great gospel artist that I know quite well. <laughs> it's in those moments where when you don't remember the goodness of God, that's when you slip and slide and feel like the world is against you. When the truth is, it was me who took my eyes off God and now the way of the world is on my shoulders. Hallelujah. It is in the remembering. If you, if you forget all that he has done for you, you will not believe in him when it matters. So you must consciously remember everything that God does for you. And I'm, and I'm talking about everything. I'm talking about when he saved you five years ago. I'm talking about when you slept with that guy and you know he didn't use protection. Mercy. Mercy. The fact that he woke you up this morning even though you didn't pray last night before going to sleep. The fact that you were watching those movies that you know give you nightmares. Eating that food that you know give you nightmares. But he still saw fit to give us a new day today. We must remember the goodness of God in order to believe that restoration is possible. Hallelujah. 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 We consciously make an effort to do other things. We consciously make an effort to, to wake up, dress up, go to work, go out with our friends, have fun, 
eat, we must make that same conscious effort, if not more, to remember the goodness of God and show the love of God every day. Because it is only in our remembering that we can believe. Amen? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Number four. If you believe, shout amen. God, I love the fact that you shouted amen before I even read. Because that shows that you... Come on now. Come on now. We believe. Can I hear? We believe. We believe. Amen. Amen. That's a quote line right there. Bishop, we'll use that one when you're running for, for office, yeah? We believe. Amen. God is about to do a new thing in your life and in my life. Expect it. Expect it. The best is yet to come. Amen. This morning I was playing some music. And hold on my brother, don't give up. Hold on my sister, just look up. There is a master plan in store for you. If you just make it through the best. Go put that in there. Is yet. Deborah. My God, there you go. There you go. The best is yet to come. Oh, man, that song was blessing me so much this morning. I, I was ready to come up here and just have my portable speaker and play. And I realized, no, Bishop, Bishop put you up here, so, you know, you have to be on your best behavior. Otherwise, he won't call you again. Son, biological son or not, I don't care. If you mess up, oh, yeah, sit down. The chair is blue. Praise God. <laughs> Amen. But God is about to do a new thing in our lives. Now, this is the word that the man of God has received. Now, this word will come to pass whether we like it or not. The question is, do you want to partake or do you want to watch the rest of us partake? Which side do you want to be? Receiving or watching? Which one? Come speak now. Receiving or watching? Receiving or watching? Online, receiving or watching? Amen. They, they covered you. They covered you. I want to be on the receiving side. For, for far too long, Bishop has said a word, and I've seen it manifest in his life, and has it manifested in my own life. And why is that? Because I didn't believe like he believed. No more. Bianca, hashtag no more. Amen. It's on the House of Judah website, as well as Bishop's 40-odd books. So please, purchase and be blessed. Amen. God said in Isaiah 43, 18-21, Remember ye not the former things, oh, neither consider the things of old, because behold, I will do a new thing, and it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness. Now, you do not need to know how God will make a way in the wilderness. You just need to believe that he will make a way in the wilderness. Every wilderness we have experienced to date, has he not done it? Has he not said it? Will he not do it? He will bring us through every wilderness and rivers in the desert. The beasts of the field shall honor us, the dragons and the owls, because we give waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to our people, his chosen. The people have he formed, that he has formed for himself. They shall show forth and give him praise. Hallelujah. Till he is about to do a new thing in our lives, all we need to do is believe Believe, believe. Amen. Point number five. God specializes in picking or raising common people 
and turning or transforming them into uncommon personalities. Amen. Now, our bishop has given his example multiple times. Bishop, praise God, forgive me. Another song by Faith Yushio, who I know quite well, praise God. <laughs> bishop was a, 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 a hooligan. He was a bad man. He was from the streets. He was that, he was that brother there that when you see him, you turn left because you know that if you dare look at him cross-eyed, he's coming for you. He's coming for all you know. Yeah, Bishop was a bad man. Bad man from the streets, isn't it, Bishop? In total. In total. Not in, not in total. In total. Yes. So Bishop, Bishop was a troublemaker. He himself has called himself a terror. Womanizer. To the core. Everyone, everyone ran from him. Bishop from the hood. <laughs> Woo! Amen. They, they, oh, I, see, I see a play. Watch this page. Oh, Tyler Perry. Hollow me, man, innit? Hollow me, hollow me. Atlanta, Bianca, Deborah, let's roll, innit? Let's roll. This is the man who God picked up, turned around, transformed, and he is now doing the same for millions. Millions. What can't God do for you? What can't God do through you? Oh my goodness. This man's testimony, there's a, re- there's a reason why God chose this man. Because it was to show us that with God, all things are possible. And all restoration is possible to us who believe. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And he will do the same. The same that he did for our bishop, our, our mama B. Let's not even talk about mama B. Amen. Do you, would you believe that it might be possible that mama B was worse? So you wouldn't, uh, yeah, uh, uh, I'll leave, I'll leave, I'll leave her tell, I'll leave her tell to tell. Hallelujah. God will do the same for us. Amen. Hallelujah. Please let us be outstanding. As we continue the word of God, let us receive our bishop to continue in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you, bishop. God bless you. God bless you. Are you clapping? Are you clapping? Are you clapping? Wow. I think you need to clap more and appreciate God for what He has produced. Amen. 26 years this ministry has been in existence there from the beginning. The joy of a father is to see the sons grow, do what doing and better. Amen. Just 20 minutes and you can tell he will go far. You will go far. Let's give Jesus a big clap of all that, Pastor Matthew. Hallelujah. Please be seated. Good to see you all in the house. I can see familiar faces we are grateful and thankful that God brought you and you responded and you came. We appreciate every one of you for being in the house. So, were you blessed by that message? Look at your name and say, only believe. Say, only believe. Say, it will manifest. Now, number five, the scripture he was going to quote was First Samuel 2, 8 to 9. Listen to God's promise. He says, he raised God, raises up the poor out of the dust. 
That's what we're talking about. God can raise you from a place of insignificance and put you into a place of... God can turn your situation around overnight. You are a prisoner today and a prime minister tomorrow. You are a non-entity today and you are somebody tomorrow. Tell somebody this is my story. Bible says, He raised up the poor out of the dust and lifted up the beggar from the dunghill to set them among princes. He will lift you up and set you among princes. He will make them inherit the throne of glory. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's, and He has set the world upon them. He will keep the feet of His saints, and the wicked shall be silent in darkness, for by strength shall no man prevail. Amen. I believe something great is going to happen to you. Tell somebody, it is me he's talking about. Hallelujah. Like he said, if God was being able to transform me into a preacher. Amen. This Saturday, we're going to have uh, evangelism in a particular location. And we'll be sharing our testimonies there. I'll be telling them how bad I was. Pastor Michael will be telling them how innocent. Mama B will be telling them how terrible she was. Every one of you will share one minute testimony where we are going. We are going as mass to evangelize and tell people there is hope for them. Amen. There is hope for them. Shout hallelujah. So, number five. So, number six. Let's continue. We have four more and then we'll be out of your head. The first example of restoration is to believe the things you have heard. The next is found in Luke chapter 15, 11 to 32. Let's look at the example of the prodigal son. It doesn't matter how backward you are, what you have been through. It doesn't matter your history. As a matter of fact, God has not called the qualified. He calls the unqualified and qualifies them. He does not call the equipped. He calls the unequipped and equips them. Are you with me? So tell your neighbor, I qualify to be used of God. I qualify to testify of the goodness of God. Tell them the last time you see me in this position is now. The next time you see me, I will have a testimony. Scream and shout a loud amen. It's our month of restoration. We must believe it. Shout amen. The parable of the lost son, or whom we call the prodigal son. Jesus continued from verse 11. There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. He didn't wait for his father to die. You know, the Bible gives us examples of people's mistakes. For us to know that, <laughs> look, he doesn't hide people's mistakes. He puts it there for us to know that there's hope for us. Shout Amen. This guy came for his inheritance ahead of time. So the father decided, okay, let me honor this guy. He divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth. He squandered it. Wasted it. Someone say wasted years. Can somebody identify with the message? Wasted years. Tell your neighbor, you are not the only one who has wasted years. Amen. Last week I told you between 0 and 25 or 0 and 30 is your learning years, your AM years, your morning years. Between 25 and 50 or 30 and 60 is your afternoon years, is your achievement years, is your earning years. 
And then now you hit 50 to 75. You haven't achieved anything. You haven't earned anything. You have already wasted 50 years. And many people, like the people from where I come from, I fall within this category. I did my master's when I was 35. Between 33 and 35, raising a family was when I did my master's. When I should have achieved that between 0 and 25. But the situation demanded, you can't, you, there was no way. In the first place, I failed my exam. Because I didn't consider I was boys. Bad man. From the hood. Instead of learning, I'm disturbing everybody. The women's girls see me coming and they run. They know I'm going to swear. My swearing was professional. Instead of studying, I'm swearing. Wasted my first 25 years. So I have to play catch up in raising a family. But today, master's degree, two PhDs, 44 books, four training manuals, international speaker, by the grace of God and by heart wisdom, there is hope for you. This testimony is to tell you there is hope for you. It's not too late. You can make it at 17. You can make Abraham was called at 75. So even if you are late, you can catch up. Say, I will catch up. Say, I will catch up. Say, I'm not giving up. The prodigal son wasted his years, his resources, his inheritance. He took it and spent it on riotous living. And the Bible says, after he had spent everything and wasted his years, there was a severe famine, epidemic. There was COVID during that time. There was severe famine in that whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen. He sold himself to a citizen of the country who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. Look at the guy who has an inheritance. He has squandered all his inheritance. Now he's feeding pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pots that the pigs were eating. But no one gave him anything. Verse, the sixth point, the crucial verse is verse 17. When he came to himself. Everybody say, you need to come. Say, roadmap restoration. After believing, come to your senses. Come to yourself. He came to his senses. What am I doing? I should have my BA by now. I should be send that by now. Came, he came to himself. When he came to him. So if you are not happy with where you are, you just need to, the next point is self Write this down. Self-examination. Write that down. Write that down. Self-examination. Self-evaluation. Introspection. Believing that restoration is possible the next point is self-examination and self-evaluation. He sat with himself. Look at the neighbor and say, sit yourself. Uh-huh. Sit with yourself. I sat down with I said, what, what? I don't have my master's degree. I don't have this and I don't have... He sat with himself. He came to his senses. He came to himself. When he came to his senses and when he came to himself, he said to himself. Everybody say, he said to himself. He didn't wait for somebody to tell him something. He said to himself. Tell your neighbor, you need to talk to yourself. If you are not happy with where you are, tell them, talk to yourself. <laughs> we need to talk.
he came to his senses, when he came to himself, he said to himself, How many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am starving. So, write this down. After believing that restoration is possible, the next step is self-examination and self-evaluation. He said to himself, why I've been in this country for 25 years. Why do I have only 5,000? Why do I have only 50 pounds in my bank account? Why have I not been able to build a house? Why have I not been able to get a mortgage? What we need to talk to ourselves without anybody's involvement. It is self-examination. This is something you and I do by ourselves. Years ago, my wife sat down. We sat down. We were giving allowance in a particular church in which we are 20 pounds. So that 20 pounds was like a million. I mean, we were depending on that 20 pounds to survive when we were raising Pastor Michael when he was a baby. And one day I went to church and they told me the 20 pounds is not going to be given you anymore because you bought a new car. Meanwhile, I bought the car, a second-hand car, just to run pastors back and forth. They said, no more. So the moment we got home, we start with ourselves. And we made a vow from today. We will never look to man anymore in the area of our finances. We'll find out from the word what we must do. Tithe, give, serve God, go to church, do something for God. And God is the rewarder. Man can fail you sometimes whether on purpose or accidentally or circumstances change. So let's not blame men. Let's not blame people. Sit with yourself and talk to yourself. Sing it. Sit with yourself and talk Pastor Michael Jr., anointing is on me. Sit with yourself and talk to yourself, mommy. Sit with yourself. I do that a lot. I sit with myself most of the time. My wife loves her company, her own company. Sit with yourself. If you don't sit with yourself, there's too much noise around. Too much noise all over the place. You need to make time for yourself. You must have a me time for yourself. I'm not a me time that is selfish. I'm a me time to plan, to evaluate, look backward, look present, and look forward. Sit. Don't wait for your wife. Don't wait for your husband. Don't wait for your friend. This is you and your destiny. Sit with yourself and talk to yourself and ask yourself certain vital questions. Am I preaching? I said, Are we preaching? I said, he said to himself. So sit with yourself, examine yourself, and ask yourself questions. What am I, some of the questions are, watch me, watch me. What am I doing here? When, what am I doing here when I can go back and humble myself? The prodigal son. What am I doing here? Eating pig's food. How can a human being be eating pig's food? But many people are eating pig's food. Food that is beneath them at this particular stage in their lives. Are you? By now, there are certain things that I should be walking in that I'm not walking in. So I sit with myself, self-examine, and, and make some drastic, dramatic changes by myself. And all of us need to do that at one particular point in time. So what am I doing here with pigs when restoration is possible? Where did I miss it? These are some of the questions you ask yourself. Don't blame anyone. Just sit with you. Just ask yourself, like the prodigal son, did I go ahead of God? Definitely he went ahead of God. He came for his inheritance ahead of time. So now coming back, he has no inheritance. 
Asking for certain things carry forward, can, can destroy your life. Ask yourself, why am I where I am? Why did I get separated or divorced? Why did I lose that house, investment, that money, my children? We lost two houses. So we ask ourselves, why did we, we never went near any travel agents, any building society for 10 years. We sat down with ourselves and said, we are not going to buy any house, no matter what the, the, the temptation is. You know, you see a lot of sales signs. Sale, sale. Look, say it with yourself. That sale thing you bought the last time, you have still not worn it. Your wardrobe is full. If I'm out before you think of bringing, where, where you going to buy a new, where will you put it? Say it with yourself. House of Judah care. Give it to House of Judah care. And God will bless you. Amen. Come. Say, everybody say, what am I still when I further than this? Why is my career or my business or my marriage or my family life or my health or my finances not working or at a standstill? Why are they saying my sugar level is high? Sit down with a cook and ask the cook questions why it's always tempting you, Bishop. Amen. When you go to the restaurant, everybody's asking, ordering cook. So you too, you order cook. It's not family. Uh, family, there's nothing like family suffering. It's individual suffering. Your amen has gone. If you don't say amen, that thing is choking you. I'm not supposed to drink cook too often. But when we go out for a restaurant, I mean, to a restaurant as a family, they say, I said, the family is asking for pink, pink, but pineapple, peanut, colada, or what is I say, ah, Charlie, it's once in a while. Then my doctor calls me. No self-examination. I'm looking at the present circumstances of family, corporate enjoyment, but the suffering is individual. You don't clap. I will do something to you. Self-examination. Don't drink coke because everybody is drinking coke. Know your, know your system. The other day I bought, we went to the shop to buy some things and I saw chocolate. And the one they had was a large one. They didn't have a small one. I said, ah, let me just buy it and I'll eat it small, small. My wife said, are you sure? <laughs> the way you are, they are laughing, you know, <laughs> this clapping mathematically, self-examination, roadmap to restoration, roadmap to restoration. Tell I tried the first two bars. By the time I, by the time I realized I did let me not confess my sin here. Then they said, "Come for the annual blood test." Now I began to drink water. <laughs> Within the 24 hours, I was drinking more than one liter or two liter to make up for eight bars or ten bars of chocolate, Bishop. So this we are talking about is no respect of persons or title or pastoral titles. Everybody must do self-examination. You know, the other day I heaped my food, my plate. Was my wife looked at me and said, when are you seeing the doctor? <laughs> no, the doctor is waiting for you. I went to do one recently and then I was praying and then you move into prayer. Now you are praying for your mistakes. You shouldn't be praying in the first place. <laughs> if you did self-examination in the first place, I know this thing has not worked for my sister. 
Then I saw a missed call. I was pretending I didn't see them because I need to call them, but I'm praying. Why pray when you should have avoided prayer? If you had sat down and talked to yourself. If I'm preaching, say he's preaching. So Pastor Michael has laid the foundation. You believe, all right. However <laughs> you believe, put some practical steps in place. Not to, not to nullify the belief. The five points. That's why we call it tax team preaching. Sit with yourself. Examine yourself. Ask yourself this question. Now, is there a scripture like that in the Bible? Yes. 2 Corinthians 13, 5. I came across this recently. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5. He says, examine yourself to see what you are still in the faith. Examine yourself to see whether you are in the faith. Test, examine yourself. Do you not realize that Christ Jesus is in you? Unless, of course, you fail the test. He says, examine yourselves to see whether you are still in the faith. Some people may have lost their faith, but they don't even know they've lost their faith. So he says, sit down and examine yourself and find out whether you are still what? In the faith. Everybody says he came to his senses and asked himself. Amen. Then number seven, or B, Bible says he made a decision. So examine yourself. Next point is make a decision. After he had examined himself, asked himself, asked himself those questions of the wasted years that he had wasted, he asked himself a question, and then he made a decision. So, the next step is make a decision. Make a decision. That restoration, I know it's possible, but I'm going to make a decision to get my restoration. It's personal. It's personal. He made a decision. He said, I do not belong here. Verse 18 to 19 says, I will set out. Everybody say, I will. He said, I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against I am no longer to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. That's the, the person who is truly repentant. You don't come with conditions. I'm coming if you... I'm coming. There are people when I, for me, when I come to apologize, they say, I, 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 I know I didn't do right, but you too, you didn't do right. So as I'm apologizing, you two apologize. Let's do it together. That, that, that. <laughs> That's not somebody who's repentant. As I'm apologizing, you two apologize. Let's do it in, 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 in synchrony. You're speaking big English too. Synchrony. No, no. If you are repentant, be repentant. I will go to my father and I will say to him, I have, I've, I've done you wrong. I've been a sinner. Don't even take me back as a son. Take me back. Take me back as a hired servant. That shows how repentant this gentleman is for restoration. For him to be restored by his father. And that's the attitude that God expects of us. If we want restoration, there's a road map. There's a road map. There's a road map. Let him know. You are genuinely sorry for taking the wrong decision. You know, we took a decision some time ago and we sat down and I was just wondering, ah, we don't have our pizza. How did we get here? And we immediately, Father, forgive me. I said, I'm the head of this house. So, Father, forgive me as the head of this house for making those. If I'm, I got it wrong, forgive me and give me wisdom and give us restoration. Give me rest. No, you don't go and say, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I say, stop. 
give me rest. No, no, you don't. You don't have an attitude. You missed it. You are the one who is responsible for that relationship going the way it went, or your finances going the way it went, or your, your relationship with your church, or your whatever. Now, humble yourself, whether you're a man or a woman, and then just say, I didn't get it right. Recently, on, on uh, YouTube, our Bishop Duncan Williams, there's a YouTube message there where he says, this is where I got it from my first wife. Everybody told me married, so I went ahead and married. I, did, I was not at home. I was always traveling all over the place. Those were some of the reasons. I know my wife has a place, but I said, this is where I went wrong. That's an archbishop. And God has restored. It's now all over the place. So self-examination and making a decision. Making a decision. I shouldn't have invested in that. I shouldn't have behaved that way. I shouldn't have talked to that person that way. I was too rude. I was too, you know, rough with that person. I thought I'd arrive, so I would just go talk to anybody. When employees left, I said, I bind the devil. No, no, no. My behavior towards the employees was not good. I thought I was the richest person. I could talk to anybody. And they left. The devil was not in it. I need to acknowledge. I didn't treat my employees well. That's why they left. If that's what it they said, bring me more employees, I'll treat them better. It's the same with pastors, and same with congregation. I didn't treat my congregation better. Or, or vice versa, I didn't appreciate my pastor. So, I'm going to be teaching you on relationship. You, you, don't miss that message. You are, listen, listen. You are one relationship between now and your next phase of your life. You are one relationship between now and your breakthrough. One relationship. When two work together, there is heat. There is there's, there's harmony and agreement. When two lie together, there is heat. Even God, before he created it, he said, let us make man. There are certain strategic relationships you need to be able to succeed in business, succeed in life, succeed in marriage, succeed in ministry. There are certain stra- Beside God, you need certain strategic relationships in your life. Joseph would have never gone to the palace to become a prime minister without a bachelor. Besides God, we need certain strategic relationships to bring us restoration. There are certain strategic you cannot do without certain strategic relationships. I can't do the things that I do in this church without my pastors. Without a technical team. They come and set everything, the ushers, every, all departments are important. Relationships are, you see, that's why we must value relationships. How we treat one another, how we behave towards one another. It helps, it determines whether we have wasted or we have restored relationships. Relationships are key, very, very important. Strategic relationships. One day Moses woke up and said, God, I'm calling you to go to. Egypt, and go and deliver my people. Moses said, I'm a stammerer. I can't talk. God said, I have spoken to Aaron. He will be your spokesman. He will be your mouthpiece. As big as Moses was, he needed Aaron in his life to fulfill his destiny in Egypt. They are strategic relations. I'm not talking about people who are there to use you. And that's another thing. We must never be UADs. Users, abusers, and discarders. You know, you need to eliminate UADs from your life. People who are... Anybody who's in your life and their sole motive is to get from you. Relationships are give and take. 
relationships are never one-sided. I put it on Facebook this morning. I had it so strong. I put it on Facebook. People have started responding. One-sided relationships don't last. Why are you in my life? Why am I in your life? Is it every time I'm conversing with you, am I always demanding something from you without a reciprocation? Every time we speak, I'm asking for one thing or the other, do this and do that for me. Everything me. That kind of relationship does not last. You must be giving something, and they must be giving something back. By so doing, there's increase. Oh, is amen coming? So this guy, the prodigal son, discovered, I'm alone here, eating pig's food. Tell her, I need, I need relationship. I need to go back home. So everybody said he made a decision. He said, I will go back to my father. If even he puts me back as a servant, it's okay. So he made a decision. So roadmap to restoration. Believe the first five. Then sit with yourself. Ask yourself pertinent questions. Crucial questions that very often we don't want to ask ourselves. Ask it, answer it, and then make a decision to go back to where you came out from. He made a decision. So see, last but one point, he got up. He got up. He arose. Verse 20. So he got up and went. You know, when... (laughs) When you need something from somebody, you are the one that must go to them. Not they that must come begging you. When you've missed it in certain ways, you need what somebody, you make the effort to go to them and reconcile. I know there are certain relationships, there are certain relationships recently, last week, I've not even told you this. God told me this week, he told me, I, I had a certain relationship in my life. And I thought we will go further for life. You know, because of certain, you know, I won't go into details. This week, the Lord said to me, I gave you your twin brother as a replacement. I, I will tell you, but I'm sure by the Spirit you know what. You know, I yearn for, I yearn for that particular relationship that I used to have. But the people, this, these people don't want to know me. Even when I send them, the way they even respond, the, with the shortness of the message, they just back off, just, just, just get, get away somewhere. I've tried, my wife has tried, we've done everything to try and restore, get back. They just don't want to know. So this week, I was just then the Lord said, I gave you your twin brother as a replacement for that relationship. Your twin brother in ministry is the replacement for it. There are certain people who, no matter what you do, they don't want to come back into your life. Don't hate them. Just, just let it go. Yeah. No, no, no. You've tried everything. You brought in counselors. You brought in uh, mediators. You brought in even Jesus. They just don't want to know. And what you need to understand is friendship is not by force. Friendship is by choice. Some people, no matter what you do, you kill yourself. The way your dead body looks, they, they, they don't even like you. They'll put lipstick on your lips, even though you're a man or something, to just make it look the way they want. I mean... Strangely, sadly, unfortunately, but just this, that's life. So, in order not to be stressed out, just leave it. Just leave it. Just make sure you exhaust all avenues for restoration. If it's not happening, just leave it and then just move on. And then just walk in love and maintain your joy. He got up and arose. He arose, got up, and went. 
verse 20. So he got up and went to his father. Now, watch this. I'm closing. This is the good side of restoration, going back to your father, going back to God, going back to your, your relationships, or going back to your church, or going back to your business, or going back to certain things. He said, while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. And he ran to his son and threw his arms around him and kissed him. Listen to the good news of our restoration. God is always waiting to get us back. It was the father who saw him coming. So no matter how bad you have been or no matter what mistakes you have made, God is always waiting and looking out for us to say, my month of wait, my month of restoration, and I'm looking for it for my son and my daughter to come back to me. He saw him and ran towards him, embraced him, and kissed him. So really, we are the ones whom our father is waiting for. We must run towards them. We must go back, and we will see them running towards us to receive us back. Look, in my language they say, what it means is, everybody makes mistakes. As long as I understand that I've made a mistake and I want to repair the damage and get back into relationship, it's the right thing to do. Everybody makes mistakes. People do certain things that we are not happy with, but as long as they are ready to return, Let's give them an opportunity. I'm talking about if they are willing to return and do the right thing and we believe that it's of God. It's our month of restoration. It's our month of restoration. So he got up, he arose and went. And then the last, so the seventh point is get up and go. Get up and go. Get up and go. <laughs> get up and go. And then the last point for today is he returned back to his father. So the last point is return back to God. Return back to God. Roadmap. We're looking at roadmap to restoration. Everyone in the house under the sound of my voice. God is the only, God is the expert restorer. Man is limited to what they can give to you. God is the ultimate restorer because at the end of the day, he owns everything on this planet. The silver, the food, uh, the right relationship that he can connect you with. He the main restorer. So return, this gentleman returned back to his father. So the last on the roadmap to restoration is return back to God. Yeah, return back to God. He's the one who specializes in giving Job twice what he lost in one day. He's the one who healed the woman with the issue of blood by touching the hem of Jesus' garment and all the money he had spent on medical doctors and she was still not healed. Everything was restored back to this woman with the issue of blood, including her healing. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Listen, listen. Look at the neighbor and say, neighbor, the next person you are going, the next time you see me, <laughs> restoration will be all around me. Tell them I'm not joking. Tell them I'm not just talking. I'm telling you I know what I'm saying. You see, when God restores you, you don't look like the way you looked before. You know, the other day we asked one of the children, the one we said, I used to smoke and I used to drink soda. We asked children, they said, I don't look like, ah, no, Billy Bishop, you are lying. You are lying. Because I have been decorated. 
restores you back to your original, you don't look like somebody who did those bad things. And I came to assure somebody here, everything that I've lost, God is about to restore them in the name of... Come on, let me hear your amen three times, amen three times, amen three times. Your joy is coming back. Your peace is coming back. Your restoration is coming back. Your health is coming back. Your resources are coming back. Your great relationships are coming back. Somebody scream a better amen here. He returned back to his father. So return back to God. The God of restoration is always waiting for us to return to him. To receive us back and to celebrate with us. Listen. The sad truth about life is human beings don't forget or forgive easily. Watch me. Watch me. I'm close. The sad thing about life is when you do certain things against certain people, God forgives easily. But human beings never forgive. <laughs> and never forgive. Yes. Human beings find it very, very hard to forgive. Like that gentleman who owed somebody 50 pounds. And they forgave him for the 50. It's in the Bible. They forgave him for the 50 pounds. Then somebody owed him 1,000 pounds. And he went to hold the person's neck. And wanted to kill the boy for not paying him 1,000. So eventually, I think he lost everything. Yeah. You owe somebody 50. Somebody owes you 1,000. You pay for your 50. And you don't want to forgive somebody whom, who owes you 1,000. You owe somebody more. Is that, is that it? You owe somebody more. And they what? Forgive you. Thank you. And somebody owes you less. You say you forgive. Look at the weight of your mistake that was forgiving you. And you don't want to forgive somebody for less. Sad. It, it, that's what I was talking about relationships. Life. People don't forgive easily. The things I've done or how... So this gentleman went back and said, the things I've done or how I've behaved is so terrible. I do not think I deserve your forgiveness or a second chance or restoration. But the father said... Listen to the father. I'm closing. Listen. But the father is seven. Quick! Bring the bear's robe and put it on. Put a ring on his finger. Sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is now alive again. He was lost and is now found. So they began to celebrate. The message is God will restore our wasted years. All the years he wasted, he came back, he was celebrated. He put a ring on his finger. They gave him new clothes. I see you wearing new clothes. I see you wearing new clothes. I see the glory resting upon you. I see favor surround you as a shield in the name of Jesus. Revelation 3 to confirmation, God speaking through John said, Behold, here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens, I will come in and dine with him, eat with him, and they will be with me. That's why finally Malachi chapter 3, 7 to 9, Malachi. He says, even from the days of your fathers, you have gone away from my ordinances or my laws. And you have not kept my laws. Listen to God. Return to me. Return to me. Tell your neighbor, return to God. He said, return to me and I will return back to you. 
God is waiting for us to what? Return back to him. Then he will return back to us. No matter the mistakes you have made, God says return. Just return and I will return to you. Return to me, I will return to you, saith the Lord. Wherein shall we return? They asked God. Then God said, We have robbed God. Yet you have robbed me. Wherein have we robbed you? They are asking God questions. And God said, You have robbed me in tithes and offerings. And so you are cursed with a curse. There are certain curses that come on people because they don't give God what is rightful. He said, Because of that, you have brought a curse on yourself because you held back what was mine. So he says, return, and I will return back to you. He says, you have robbed me, even this. He says, bring you all the tithe into my storehouse, that there will be meat in my house. Then he said, prove me now. There's only one scripture in the Bible where we are told to prove God. Last week, uh, our Pastor Johnson uh, was going to, or something he was going to do. He told me this. He was debating between this and that, and so, but decided eventually... Let me do what God says. And this is what he said to God. I will prove you in this. This is what your word says. I'm going to prove you in this particular situation under these circumstances. Then he got a phone call in his favor. He returned to God. What was rightfully his. And God surprised him. God is always waiting for us to return. What is rightfully his. Relationship resources, prayer, whatever, for him to restore back to us. So you discover God is work in isolation. You do your part. As for him, he's just waiting. I'm going to give this person back a better relationship than they had, like, like what I had. It was so comforting. This was the reason why. I've known my twin brother since they started their church over, over 13 or 18 years. This is the first time in 18 years that God is telling me this is the reason why I gave you. The reason why I gave I gave him to you to restore, to as a replacement. He used the word as a replacement for this close relationship that you have. It's, it's a sad situation, I'm telling you, but it was very comforting. So now I see my twin brother in a different light. My twin brother and I, we don't have love or free relationship. We preach for one another. We don't ask for money. We are there in each other's lives just to to to. To be there for each other. We don't ask for nothing. One day I went to do a seminar in his, his university. And I asked, oh, please tell me uh, how much I need to pay for the hall that I'm using. He said, if I charge you, God will kill me. He said, the kind of relationship we have, if I charge you for using my hall, God will be angry with me. Relationship. You know, we shouldn't always have relationships where... It should be always be, I want some. The same relationship, you just, are, are they, let, just let it flow. Just, just, just let it flow. Don't think they are, they are, they are fooling you. or they are, they are, they, just, just let it go. God is the one who rewards you. You do them good, they don't do you good. Just leave it to God. <laughs> as long as it's not a business translation, I mean, if business transaction. If I, it's a business transaction that you need to pay me. Eh? You came to paint my... I told you come and paint for me. And I told you it's a contract. We sign. That's why black people, when you are hiring people, don't hire your relatives. They'll call you Kojo instead of boss. That's one of the things I've been teaching on relationship. When you are hiring people, don't hire your relatives. If it's a business, it, it, business is not charity. 
Apple, Apple, Inc. Apple, Inc. That ink is not charity. It's incorporated. So you buy them. You don't go to the shop and say, Paranta, Paranta, Kura, Asia, I'm a Christian. Hey, Kura, Durakata, Apple, I receive. Never. No, no. You buy the product. Apple watch, Apple whatever. You, it's a business. So when separate business from charity, separate business from charity, come and decorate uh, evolving butterflies. I need you to decorate uh, uh, an event for me. How much are you going to charge an hour? Sign the contract. And if you don't say, uh, after they've done the work, uh, I'm your pastor. Bishop, please don't bring that here. No, no, this is business. Don't hire relatives to yeah, yeah. do business with they, 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 They'll call you Kojo. They'll call you Oluwa. They'll call you. Uh, uh, when it's time to pay, oh, Toby, you know, Toby, my man. Toby, my man. What is my man? Oluwa, my man. Kojo, my man. No, no, this is business. Let's separate business. Don't ruin your business. Don't ruin it. You buy a taxi, send it to Ghana, Nigeria, or whatever for them to, to, to run it. By the time you go, they sold the tires and sold everything. That's not restoration. That's distraction. Pen the thing up your signature to a contract. They sign, you sign. Don't, don't mix business with pleasure. And come and tell me we are we are money. No, no, no. Yeah. I've been teaching, I've been teaching, I've been doing lunch hour with high achievers for two years this month. And then I started, I decided, let me do a master class to deal with certain particular subjects. Those who came to the master class yesterday paid for the event. It was supposed to be 100 pounds for what I had to teach them, but I charged them a discount 50. And 10 people also came. For my friends, I'm grateful to God. They came for serious facts. This, and they came and paid willingly, and they were sitting there willingly and contributing willingly. They, there are some people, they just, ah, I should pass the charging for master classes. What's going on here? That's why your mouth is twisted. <laughs> this is business. All of you are professionals, nurses, teachers, doctors, whatever. When you go and work, and then you finish Friday, they call and say, praise the Lord. That's all. Praise the Lord. Which Lord? You work for one week, two weeks, one month, and they, pay, they send you a pay slip called praise the Lord. You tell me what you will do. That's not the time to be praying for wasted years. Restoration. No, no, no. Chale, pay me my money. I work for this. Work for it. If you don't clap, I will do something to you. you don't, don't make me miserable. If you were blessed, I was blessed. Did you get anything? Give Jesus a big hand. Believe and then follow. It's a roadmap to restoration. Please lift up your hand. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you for these precious people, those watching online and everyone in the house. Thank you for Pastor Michael's word that came. Thank you that it has fallen on good ground. And thank you for this part two. And thank you that it has also fallen on good ground. Give everyone here grace. 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 Grace to do what they have heard in the name of Jesus Christ. This is our man you have said is a man for restoration. We demand restoration in our, whatever I say, say amen. Restoration in our finances. Restoration in our health. Restoration in our families. Restoration in our finances. Restoration with our children. Restoration in our city.
restoration in our marriages, restoration in our relationships. Receive restoration in the name of Jesus. That which the enemy has stolen. May you receive seven times back in the name of Jesus. Bible says, if the thief be found out, he shall restore sevenfold. Now, put your hands on your body where there's any pain or discomfort. Father, in the name of Jesus, I release my faith. Touch and agree with everyone watching and everyone in the house. And we command our speedy healing in the name of Jesus. We declare medical diagnosis in the name of Jesus. Replace with the finished work of Jesus on the cross. Let there be application of the healing power of God. In the name of Jesus. Father, we declare it done. Every expectation of your people, let it manifest. We release their angels right now to go to the north, the south, the east, and the west and bring back what's rightfully theirs. Let everybody leave the place with a testimony. Any possible situation they are dealing with or have left at home or on their business, in their career, we are asking for your mighty hand. Let the finger of God and remove every Pharaoh. A Pharaoh will let the people go. Our people go. Their resources go. Their breakthroughs go. Their joy go. Their peace go. In the name of Jesus. As we have decreed, so shall it be. In Jesus' name. Everyone that believes, shout a best. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, if you are in the house or watching online, you haven't given your life to Jesus, God wants to restore you back to what you lost in the Garden of Eden. The prodigal son ran back home. The father was waiting. The same way God has opened his arms to receive you. If you want to give your life to Jesus or you want to uh, rededicate your life to Christ, please pray this prayer with me in the house and online. Say, Jesus. Thank you for dying on the cross. I believe you were raised from the dead. Forgive me for all my sins, my mistakes, shortcomings, faults. Give me a new beginning. I receive you now as my Savior. I rededicate my life to you. My life, let it be dedicated to your cause. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for answered prayer. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you pray that prayer, you submitted your life to Jesus or rededicated your life to Christ. At the bottom of the screen are the details of our church, our website, testimony at houseofjudah.org.uk, info at houseofjudah.org.uk. If you need any information, go on our website. You'll find them. The directions to our church is all the products, resources, our podcasts, our messages. Uh, on Facebook for two years is all there. Go there and build up your faith and join us here every Sunday in the heart of Croydon. Three minutes walk from Mayday Hospital, five minutes bus drive from West Croydon Station. So join us in our month of restoration. Friday we have our prayer meeting online, six to seven. Wednesday, Global School of Wisdom. Saturday lunch hour with here. Chivas 12 to 1. So we look forward to you joining us.